Today on episode number 557 of the School of Podcasting, we've got a cool because of my podcast story. We're going to talk a little podcast statistics and how podcasting is growing. I'm going to review a free media host called Pinecast, and I'm going to talk to you about what kind of bump you can kind of expect from iTunes, and I think you'll be surprised. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I am your very own personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson. Thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, look, here's what happens. I bring my 20 plus years of teaching and 12 years of podcasting to the microphone. I help you massage your message, tackle that technology, face your fears, flatten the learning curve, and get you podcasting in the right direction. Look, you can go watch YouTube videos and learn how to podcast. If you want to do it wrong, I help you do it right. Our website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER when you sign up, and that will save either on a single course or if you want to sign up for a monthly or yearly membership. Want to say a couple quick things as we get up here. Number one, I want to say thank you to everyone who has been sending in their audio clips for episode number 559. Now, if you're new to the show, every month I do one episode that is pretty much based on your feedback. And what I'm asking for this month is two things. Number one, if you're a regular listener of the show or if you're a brand new listener, I would love to hear that too. What do you like about the show? And then here's the awkward one. Pretend I'm not in the room, your best friend's there, and they go, what do you think of Dave Jackson's podcast? If there's anything you wish I would change, I am loving the fact that, A, I'm getting response to that, and I'm getting really good feedback. Now, I'm getting some that I'm not going to act on, but I'm getting some really good thoughts that I'm like, hmm, I never thought of that. And so you kind of got to have thick skin to do that, but realize in the end, I want to make the best podcast ever. And so I'm always, I've always been, it's the teacher in me. I always want to do better. So if you're interested in that, record something. doesn't have to be super duper high quality. You can even go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. There's a bunch of different ways to do that. And uh, just the key is when you email it to me, put 559, that's 559 in the title. That way I don't lose it. Another very cool news, if you're going to be in Tampa on March 22nd, I will be there as the historic Tampa Theater has confirmed to play the movie The Messengers, a podcast documentary, as one of its selections. Now, the tickets will be $11 for anyone that would want to attend. It's Wednesday, March 22nd at the Tampa Theater. I'm going to be there, so I'm going back to Tampa. I'm flying in that day, flying out the next day. And uh, the theater opens at 6.30, and I believe the movie starts at 7. So I'm looking forward to that. Number one, just there are so many cool people in Florida. But if you're in that area and you're going to go to the movie, please come kick me in the shin or something. Well, actually, don't kick me in the shin because that hurts. But please stop by and uh, say hi. I would love to uh, meet you. I'm really looking forward to it. There's going to be a Q&A afterwards, and I'm going to be emceeing that again. So uh, that's exciting news that we're actually the, – the movie is done – I'm not sure. I know Chris Kermitsos is working with iTunes. I believe that's how we're going to be distributing it. So if you're wondering how do you get your copy of it, I will keep you up to date as uh, that happens. But uh, that's some exciting news. And you know who else has exciting news? Check this out. Jeremy Dennis has a cool because of my podcast story. Hi, Dave. I have a because of my podcast story to share. I'm a co-host of the Transmissions podcast, and we are a show all about the Transformers franchise 
with particular emphasis on the toys and the comics. I could say that because of my podcast, I've been able to meet and interview a number of people involved in the franchise from voice actors such as Dan Gilvezan, who is Bumblebee, Greg Berger, who is Grimlock, um, all the way to the writers and artists of the comics. However, those can be saved for another time. What I wanted to share was that because of my podcast, my face, which is in our logo, thanks to an artistic listener, is on the cover of a comic book that came out this week. IDW Publishing usually puts out two or three variant covers of each issue of their comic, but occasionally a comic shop or a convention will have their own custom cover of an issue. We've never seen a podcast doing this. And thanks to our existing relationship with some of the people at IDW, we were able to find out how much it cost. And then thanks to our, our awesome Patreon supporters, we had some money and we saw that it was something we could do with just a little bit extra put in by each of the hosts. We chose to homage the cover of Marvel's Transformers number 18 from 1986, with the two main characters on the cover replaced with two characters from the current series. And we were able to commission an artist and colorist from some of the other IDW Transformer titles to work on it. Uh, the book came out this week, and we, we thought it came out just amazing. And we're going to be selling it online. And also, where we think the bulk of the sales will happen is at a couple Transformers conventions later this year, where people can buy it from us and then walk over to the artists and actually get it autographed. So because of my podcast, we were able to commission an exclusive cover of a comic book, which we believe is the first for podcasts in general, but it's definitely the first for uh, podcasts in our niche of Transformers podcasts. And if you'd like to, to see the cover, you can go to transmissionspodcast.com slash comic. So I just wanted to share that and also thank you for all the help that you've been from listening to all, all the back archives of the School of Podcasting and listening to Ask the Podcast Coach every week. So thanks a lot for that. Bye. Thank you, Jeremy. Oh, thank you, buddy. And uh, here again, that started with what? His listeners. Somebody, an artistic person in his audience kicked that off. Very cool. And I went over and checked out the uh, comic book. It's pretty cool. I'm not a big comic book person, but it's got to be cool to have your name on that. That's right. And uh, you've probably heard of Edison Research. If you're ever doing anything for like a media kit, just go to edisonresearch.com. They came out with some new stats, and they're going to come out with another report in a couple months all about podcasting. This was all about radio and online radio and podcasting, so it was a portion of this. But here's some fun numbers. They surveyed over 2,000 people ages 12 and older, and 81% of the respondents own a smartphone. 81%. That's up from 76%. And 50% of people have a Netflix account. I'm going to talk about that a little later. 60% of people, that's 168 million, are familiar with podcasting, which is up from 55% last year. In fact, that number has gone up 22% in the last two years. So podcasting is growing and growing. Now, of those people, 40% have ever listened to a podcast. That's up from 35% last year. And 10 years ago, the, the percentage of people that had actually listened to a podcast was 13, and now it's 40. 24% listened to a podcast in the last month, uh, so that's up from 21%. 15% listen weekly, which is up from 13%. So the people who listen weekly average five episodes per week. So it sounds like once you start listening to podcasts, you're like, oh my God, and then you start listening to more. 
Now, the data showed from Edison Research that 65% of the consumption is on mobile. Lipson shows that to be much higher, closer to 80, 85% now. It's crazy how many people are listening on tablets and phones and such. Now, the thing that got me is 40% listen to the whole thing, 45% listen to most of it. So that's 85% are pretty much consuming most of it. 10% listen to less than half, 5% listen to just the beginning. They said uh, 76% listen immediately, meaning they click and listen. Now, I hate to use this word, but a lot of people call that a stream because you're on a website and you just click and listen. Technically, it's not a stream. It's a progressive download, but we're not going to split here hairs here. Uh, 41% download and listen later, and then 27% subscribe and listen later. So the people that are subscribed, this is another one, people that subscribe that have figured this out, are subscribed to an average of six podcasts. So again, once you get your toe in that pool, you end up slipping in going, hey, this is cool stuff. So basically every year since 2004, these numbers have gone up every single year. And so you might be thinking, oh, I should have started a podcast 10 years ago. Well, that's kind of true. (laughs) But then, you know, the next best time to start a podcast right now do it. So um, I've got a link out in the show notes. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 557, where you can actually go over, get all the slides, watch the presentation. Presentation's a little cheesy. They were they were reading it and throwing in a little yuck, yuck here and there, but it's fine. It's good stuff. Great material from uh, the guys over at Edison Research. There is one more thing though. 50% of people have a Netflix account and of those, 43% of them use it on a weekly basis. So in other words, the people that have a Netflix account pretty much use it. Meanwhile, I was looking at these numbers and 60% of people have heard of podcasting, but only 15% are listening weekly. And so I'm actually writing an article that will be in the next issue of Pottertainment magazine. Did you know I write for Pottertainment? Go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash Pottertainment, Pottertainment. I have a hard time saying that. Uh, And I'm talking about, because people are talking about all sorts of things, why, how podcasting is broken. And between you and me, podcasting is not broken. It's just not. Uh, I think what we have is a quality problem. I think a lot of people, and here's my, my point on this. When I go into Netflix, usually I can find something in there that I like. Now, granted, there's, you know, Hot Tub Time Machine 2. Don't really know that I need to see. There were so many unanswered questions from Hot Tub Time Machine 1. Don't know that I really need to see two. So there's a lot of like Walmart bargain bin $4.99 movies that I can probably skip. But there are a lot of things in there that I like. And the minute I start watching something, Netflix is starting to take notes on what I like. So it can then say, hey, do you want more of this? And I think that's part of the problem is people go to iTunes or they Google something and they find a podcast and the chances are they're going to find something maybe that isn't that great because a lot of us are starting out and I can't wait. I'm going to hunt this guy down. He, uh, there's a website, there's a website, there's a radio station in Cleveland called 100.7, the buzzard. And in the seventies, this podcast, this podcast, can you tell my brain is not here today? This radio station was number one for 20 years. And the book is explaining how they started off And at the time, 
when they changed from whatever it was to WMMS, then they were on an FM station and they jokingly called FM find me because FM wasn't in the car. It wasn't in most stereos and nobody heard anything about it. And there were people that are like FM, FM. And now look at it. And to me, I'm reading this going, this sounds a lot like podcasting. So I'm trying to hunt down the guy that wrote this book, who was like the program director and a bunch of other people on the station. I also want to get uh, good old Trapper Jack, uh, who I know. I hope he's still listening. Got to get him on the show. He's another Cleveland guy. I think we can learn a lot from radio in some cases, but this has some really cool stories about how he networked uh, and how basically I thought this was this awesome, really cool station. And behind the scenes, they were literally like MacGyvering microphones together with band-aids and super glue. It was ridiculous. So I'm hoping to have that guy on the show, but it's amazing uh, how I think that's going to parallel to that. But I think part of the problem, again, going back to this is I, I think, I don't think there's a discovery problem. I think the discovery is the fact that people discover things that maybe aren't that great. And that's why I want to help people not only launch a podcast, but launch it so that it impacts people in a positive way. So I know right now there is a um, hashtag for Twitter, tripod, T-R-Y-P-O-D. And you should be throwing that. If you're sending out tweets, throw in a hashtag tripod because we're trying to get more listeners. We're trying to get people to, to listen. We need more people because there are so many podcasts coming out that we need more listeners so that you actually get some downloads. I'll talk about iTunes in a minute here on uh, what is the impact when you get into iTunes, because you're going to be surprised on that. But for me, I just I think it's odd that 50% of people that have a Netflix account, 43% of those use it. 60% of people that are familiar with podcasting, we only have 15% that are listening on a weekly basis. And I'm not sure why that is. Would love your feedback on that. But um, that is the number from Edison Research. If you're ready to start a podcast, the School of Podcasting has step-by-step tutorials on the entire process of starting, launching, growing your podcast. We also have twice a month, we do live coaching. So if you want to do a little one-on-one consulting with, I don't know, three or four other people, it's really not that usually that big of a crowd. Uh, We do that twice a month. Of course, you get priority email support and you have a private Facebook group that uh, you can network with. And if you're not happy any time within that first 30 days, you can get your money back. Use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, and sign up today. That'll work on a single course or a monthly or yearly membership. Now, if you're like, Dave, I just have a couple questions I need answered. I also do one-on-one consulting. Just go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash schedule, and you can schedule as small as 15 minutes if you just have a couple questions. I look forward to working with you. All right, you guys, podcast time. We got the equipment and the perfect business plan. Give our show away for free and tell no one how to find it. All right. I've been asked numerous times about this media host called Pinecast. So if anyone thinks here that, oh, Dave's just going to poo-poo on them because he works for Libsyn. For the record, I work for Libsyn. You knew that, right? Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N dot com. Use the coupon code SOP free to get a free month at Libsyn. But this company came out, Pinecast.com. It was founded by Matt Basta, who was an engineer for Uber, and it was founded back in August of 2015. This is per his LinkedIn profile. 
And their free hosting has the following features. Uh, demo accounts, uh, but they're limited to three podcasts per account. So you could have, you know, the Mork and Mindy show, you could have Happy Days, and you could have Laverne and Shirley, right? Each of those could have as many episodes as they want, but you can only have three separate podcasts. Their import tool is not available for the free account. So if you're coming from somebody else, you're going to have to upload it manually. You're going to have an unlimited number of episodes, but only the most, here's the catch. Because I'm like going, wait a minute, free, because their whole thing is like, don't worry about financing it, just make content. And I'm like, ah, there's a catch here somewhere, and here's the catch. When you're using their free account, only the most, the last 10 episodes will be available. Now, if you later upgrade, those you know, 11 through whatever will show up in your feed. They're not deleted. They're just hidden. Uh, episodes are limited to 48 megs per episode. You are free, however, to split episodes into smaller episodes, but that would be kind of weird, but it's up to you. Uh, only a small subset of the basic analytics are going to be available. In other words, you're just going to get download numbers. Um, and then, uh, so they do have, well, we'll talk about this in a second. Uh, episode descriptions will contain, a, will contain a link to Pinecast. Now, again, anything older than the most recent 10, they're not deleted. They're just hidden. And then if you upgrade, they're shown. So that's the big catch-all for them. Um, all analytic data that is collected for the higher plans is always collected. This is a lot like Libsyn. If you have the Libsyn basic stats and you have it for a year and then later, you go up to the Big Shot Smarty Pants stats, uh, you get all your, your stats are collected. They're just not available to you at the lower plan. They do the same thing here at Pinecast. They collect the stats. They only let you see the download stats. So um, so they're retroactive when you if you upgrade to the paid plan. The unavailable features uh, for the demo accounts, better known as free, is feedback. So people cannot leave you feedback on your website if it's free, no geo analytics. So you can't see where your people are coming from. You can't import thing. Um, you can't create a network. So if you wanted to have, you know, the power of podcasting network, and then there are five different shows under that, you can have a network where you could have multiple people on a show and things like that. That's $50 a month. The free plan does not have that. You can't embed an HTML player, which is interesting because they also don't give you a website. So we have no website and no way to embed a player on another site, but you can get a direct link to the MP3. So if you were using like PowerPress on a website or something like that, you could do that. Uh, BitTorrent downloads. This one I'm scratching my head on. I am so BitTorrent illiterate, but they say that if you use the BitTorrent option, if you're paying for it, those don't show up in your stats. So to me, I'm like, I'm not really sure how that would work. And again, you don't have a podcast website or a blog. So all you're getting is the ability to upload an MP3 file. You're having the ability to have an RSS feed, but you're not going to have a website. You'd have to have your own. So that's kind of interesting. So they have a, a demo account, which is the free one. They have a starter account that's $5 a month. And the pro account, that's the one that has the network for $50 a month. The pro pan allows you to create a network. They allow you to receive comments on your page as well as have multiple users on your account. They also have a free account known as a community plan, but that plan uh, may not be used exclusively for marketing, evangelical, or other promotional purposes of any sort. The user's content must provide unique, creative, or informational value. 
So I'm thinking schools, maybe something like that. Uh, that might make sense for that. So here's some things that seem cool, but aren't. Um, they have a thing about they're going to give you subscriber counts. And I give them kudos for this uh, because this doesn't make any sense. If I subscribe on my phone and my tablet and iTunes, that potentially may count me as three separate subscribers. But they are blatantly honest on their website. It says Pinecast will only mark a subscriber a single time in any in a 24-hour window. So it's not going to count my phone that pings the feed 24 times in a day. It's only going to count that as one. But they even say, note that this is not a great metric for measuring podcast success. There is no foolproof means of tracking the number of subscribers. So to that, I go kudos to Matt for going, hey, I have this stat for you. But just so you know, don't obsess over this one because it's not really that accurate. There's no way to get an accurate way. So kudos for being completely honest. They have a thing called a tip jar where you go in and you put in your bank account information, like your routing number and things like that. This is handled through stripe.com, which is a payment plan. And someone can go in and leave you a tip. Now, the interesting thing about this is Pinecast is also going to take another 5% after Stripe takes their processing fee, which is I'm going to guess is probably around 3%. So you're losing 8%. And I guess the thing that gets me about this is Pinecast only has the tip jar if you're paying them. So I'm like going, why are you getting greedy? I'm already paying for you. Why do you got to take a, a cut of my tip? So I didn't think that was cool. But, and also keep in mind that if you have your own website, you can make your own PayPal donation button in about two minutes. The other thing is this podcast website, Hoofa, this must be brand new. Because uh, I was like, I, I'm I'm making a website, I'm making a new podcast that I'm playing with, and I'm going to test this iTunes thing that I'm going to be talking about here in a second. But uh, if you haven't noticed lately, I've been making a lot of like, not fake podcasts, but just things to kick the tires on. So they make this website for you. But here's the thing. You get one shot, like one shot. And so I uploaded my artwork from my banner and they said, this needs to be I think it was a thousand by six hundred, so I made a quick graphic a thousand by six hundred. I uploaded it, and uh, this website looks horrible. I mean, it's like horrendous, like MySpace kind of brown text on a blue background kind of thing going on. And I was like, <laughs> and so I went back to upload a new version because the graphic was all wonky, and that was it. It was like, all right, we made your site. Hope you like it. There's no editing, and this is where. As a Libsyn person, we just upgraded our website. So if you just need a, a website for somebody to go click on play, it's actually pretty cool. Now, if you need things like you want to put a, a speak pipe or a, something that has JavaScript on it, no, no, no. We're still a very basic website, but you can customize that bad boy pretty much. And here, there is no customization. You get one shot. If you miss it, now you got to go back and hassle Matt to go, can you turn that back on? So that was really a head scratcher. So here's my checklist if you're a regular listener to the show. And this is how I can talk about, I've had this checklist before I worked for Libsyn. Please keep that in mind that I were, I was a customer for Libsyn for 10 years. And the reason I worked for Libsyn is because I was a customer for 10 years. And I was like, I like to work for that guy. So here's my checklist. Do they mess with your file? In other words, what, what I upload is what do I download? Absolutely. They don't mess with it at all. Um, they actually recommend, which is a bit of a head scratcher, 128 mono, which is a little overkill. But I was like, all right, whatever. 
Um, do they give me the ability to have unlimited back catalog? Yep, unlimited storage. The only thing they limit you on is the size that you upload. And I think it was 48 megs. And then if you're on the pro plan, it was like 64 megs. So 48 megs would be 48 minutes if you're doing stereo. It would be 96 minutes if you're doing mono per episode. And again, their thing is you can always split it into multiple files, which is kind of a crappy answer, but okay. Uh, don't limit my audience size. In other words, do I have unlimited bandwidth? Yes, they do. Uh, don't control my feed and make it easy to leave if I choose to do so. I need to be able, if I want to, to put in some sort of iTunes redirect. This one is kind of a, kind of, meaning, yes, they will do it, but you have to ask. I do not like that option. Matt seems like a really nice guy, but I hate the fact that I can't do that from my dashboard. Uh, People like Blueberry, Libsyn, Spreaker, Podbean all have the ability, and I think with Podbean, I don't know that's in their dashboard, but if you search their help section, they, they give you a link. So you don't need to contact support. So it's there. You just got to search for it. Um, are they going to give me support? Yeah. I emailed Matt and said, uh, hey, I'm going to re- be reviewing your thing. Can I leave and do a redirect? And he said, yes, you can. I'll put it in there for you. So, yep, they seem to have support. Now, the one thing I'm kind of worried about that is my next step is, do you charge me for your service so you can stay in business? Because I don't know if you guys have noticed this over the years. I know of, I think it's, we're up to two. I know it's definitely two, maybe three web hosts that don't charge for anything. And uh, they go to business because, well, bandwidth isn't free. And so my, one of my requirements is, is please charge me for your service. And yes, they do, but they do have a free version. That's the one that has a limited to the last 10 episodes. So there's a chance he may get overloaded with free customers. So it's kind of another one where I'm like, mm, because Blueberry, Libsyn, Podbean, we do not have a free account. Spreaker has a free account, but it's really limited. It's just so you can kick the tires. All right. Last, give me stats so I can see what's working. Um, it'd be nice if they were accurate. And yes, they have very basic stats. They're kind of advanced stats because they, they give you things like you can um, listen by source. So this is a breakdown of your audience uh, how they're consuming your episodes. Um, they have like subscription means the listener uh, heard an episode by using your feed. Direct means the listener clicked a link and downloaded the audio file directly. And embed means the listener used the embeddable player. Um, subscriber history. Again, that's the one that they said, eh, just for the record, this isn't that accurate. Uh, and that's just the nature of the biz. Uh, listens by device, by device. So what app they're using listener by browser and listener by iOS. So uh, some of the basic stats that you'll get with everybody else. So in general, from what I saw of them, they remind me of Podbean stats. So yep, they're stats, nothing crazy, nothing matching the um, the Libsyn stats that you have with the, where you can see the location and how many people listened on Twitter and how many people listened on Facebook and all the stuff that, but if you want basic download stats, they're there. So in general, you know, I wouldn't use them at all for a website. Uh, if you are comfy trusting that somebody will redirect your feed if you want to leave, you know, it would, you know, $5 a month, you know, it's, eh, it's up there. They, they pass all my stuff. I'm just, I'm, I'm a little worried because it's kind of like, have you ever seen Shark Tank? where a company comes in, they go, "Mm, great idea, love your product, you're just not there yet. 
that's kind of how I am right now. And from what I've seen in their FAQ section, uh, Matt has been doing lots of changes over there. They're adding new things. Like they just added, I think yesterday, the ability to do uh, private episodes, which Libsyn has uh, with their file for download only. So they're adding new things over there. It's a new player on the scene. I'll be interested to see what happens because when you're running a podcast media host, you're going to have to have somebody besides Matt answering tickets if you get popular. But people ask for my opinion. Those are my criteria. They pass them. Um, again, some of those are kind of meh, you know, the redirect, eh, you got to ask somebody that makes me nervous. That really does. Uh, but that's my thoughts on pinecast.com. All right. I'm going to tell you about a little thing, little experiment I've been doing. And I said, what can you expect from iTunes? Well, I started a podcast. I was experimenting with the Amazon Echo. And the podcast is called Podcast News Flash. It's a daily show I do Monday through Friday. And it's basically quick headlines, little reviews, anything uh, podcasting news. It's usually anywhere from a minute to two minutes long with the occasional helping of snarkiness. Uh, and I made it for the Amazon Echo because there's a thing in the Amazon Echo where you can kind of have your daily news. Like for me, I have the school of podcasting so I can make sure things are are working and then I have the daily show, and then I have the weather, and then I have, I think, something from NPR. It's this news briefing, and you can set that up if you have an Amazon Dot Echo, whatever you're doing, you can get this on the Amazon Dot. Well, I did this, and I was getting like almost zero downloads, because again, I do a show about podcasting, and only 60% of people even know what it is, and how many of those people have an Amazon Echo to where they're doing something more than saying, hey, Alexa, uh, put eggs on the grocery list. So I later added it to Twitter and Facebook. Now, the interesting thing is I was averaging 30 downloads just with Twitter and Facebook. So, and I kept this this way for a month, but then I, I didn't, because you're like, well, Dave, why didn't you put in iTunes? Because I wanted to see what kind of audience I would get without iTunes. Now, granted, the kind of the problem with this experiment is I'm doing a show about podcasting. It's a podcast newsflash. This is not sex over 50. This is not weight loss. This is not entertainment. It's not sport. This is podcasting. So it's, it's kind of hyper niche. But I added it to iTunes and I didn't tell a soul. I did not announce it on the show. I just threw it into iTunes to see what would happen if I was in the phone book. The new phone books are here, right? So what was the effect of being in iTunes? You ready for this? Nothing. Zero. Zilch. Almost nothing. I mean, previously, I would get around 30 downloads an episode, maybe 32. And I could go into my lips and stats and see those are all coming from Twitter and Facebook. Now I get maybe 35. I think the one I was up to 42. So I might have about 10% of my audience now is using my RSS feed, which is better. I'm not complaining here. Again, I'm just, this is just something I'm playing with. So I can see how many people are, are subscribing. And some of those subscribers actually are the Amazon Echo and things like that. So what this means is that you need to go where your audience is. You need to make friends with them. You need to listen to them. And then tell them about your podcast. That is my formula for growing your audience. And then make sure that on your website, there is a link to subscribe to your show. Make sure that there are directions on how to subscribe to your show. 
I mean, iTunes is the holy grail, but maybe it's not. It's really just a convenient place to tell your audience where to go. It's kind of like if there's a little town and everybody knows where the Applebee's is, you can say, oh, just meet me at the Applebee's because everybody knows where that is. It's kind of like saying, hey, I'm in iTunes. Well, everybody knows where that is. So a better solution instead of saying, find me in iTunes is to have a subscribe button on your website. And again, keep in mind, this is a hyper niche podcast about podcasting, but I just, I think you need to promote your show as if iTunes is going to give you no bump at all. That's, that's my advice. And that's the way I do it. So I just thought it was an interesting little like, Hmm, because I really expected to get something, but I'm like, it's really, really close to nothing. This podcast is part of the power of podcasting network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world one download at a time. One of the shows you can find at the Power of Podcasting Network is the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. Let me give you a little plug for that one. If you're thinking about buying a air fryer, have you seen these? It's a it's a deep fryer, but it uses air. I actually review one on the next episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. You can find that at logicalloss.com. Wow. One last thing, since we're kind of talking podcasting statistics. One of my favorite statistics that just blows me away every time I read it is how much money SoundCloud is losing. So if you're thinking of using SoundCloud as a media host, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I can just say this is a really bad idea. My favorite thing about this, and you know, God bless them, they lost $39.14 million two years ago. And the last year, they lost an additional... million. (laughs) So if we go back uh, a way back, originally they lost 1.55, then they lost 4.46, then they lost 12.43. These are all million, by the way. 23.11, 39.14, and 51.22. Now, the interesting thing is that last year they actually made more money because they started that subscription service. So they made more money and still found a way to lose even more money. Because for me, any company that I've ever been in, when you're losing money, you usually start like firing people left and right. I know I've been there. When the sales people didn't hit their quota, the first thing that got whacked was the training department. Because by all means, don't fire the people that apparently don't know how to sell. No, no, let's whack the training department. <laughs> Not at SoundCloud. When you're losing money hand over fist, they actually went out and hired more people. So uh, according to a link in musicbusinessworldwide.com, They say SoundCloud may run out of cash earlier than December 31st, 2017. These matters give rise to a material uncertainty about the group's ability to continue as a going concern. So I say this because if you didn't know this, through the end of March, which is only about another two weeks, Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N, that stands for Liberated Syndication, will import your back catalog for free. And that that goes for SoundCloud. Anybody you're moving from, if you want to move to Libsyn, now is the time to do it. Use the coupon code SOPFREE. That's short for School of Podcasting. So SOPFREE, all one word, and that will give you a free month. Now, the cool thing is if you do that like right now, 
you'll get the rest of March and you'll get April. Plus, you'll get your back catalog imported in. And all you have to do, sign up over there and then send an email to support at Libsyn.com and say, hey, I just signed up. I'm coming from wherever you're coming from. Here's my RSS feed. What do I have to do to import it? And we will go, hey, sit back and enjoy the ride. We'll do it for you. It's really, really cool. And like I say, through the end of March, your back catalog comes off. Uh, comes with you for free up to 10 gigs. And if you have 10 gigs, holy moly, but now would be the time to move. So I wanted to be sure and let you in on that. And if people wonder, why do you hate SoundCloud so much? They're losing $50 million a year. Give me a break. Holy cow. So that is going to do it for this episode. So Keep in mind, again, if you're around in Tampa and on March 22nd, we'd love to see you at the premiere of the movie. If you want to check out Pinecast, meh, they're an okay media host and uh, podcast growth is growing up. iTunes may or may not give you much of a bump, so know that going into it. And uh, if you're looking to start a podcast, go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start and not just start podcasting. There are so many websites that can help you do that. Start podcasting right. I've got a whole bunch of worksheets and and guides that will get you going in the right direction, and they're going to save you a ton of time, a ton of headaches, and they're going to save you a lot of money because you're not going to go spend $2,000 on equipment when you only need to spend, I don't know, maybe 100 bucks. Yeah, I'm not kidding on that. So check it out, schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Thanks so much for tuning in. We've got some great things coming in the future. Don't forget. If you want to get in, we need these uh, quickly. If you're going to chime in on episode number 559, that again is what you like about the show and then talk about me like I'm not in the room. I need those in, he said, clicking on his calendar. I want to say that will be in, yes, by the 24th of March is the last day I'll be accepting those because the episode comes out on March 27th. So thank you so much for tuning in. I know there's a lot going on in your life right now. I know you're busy and there's so many other things you could be listening to. Please realize that I do my best to never, ever waste your time. Hence why this show is actually a little shorter than they usually are because I'm done. I'm out of material. And so with that, I bid you adieu. Class is dismissed. Take care and God bless. Podcasting since two thousand. Podcasting since two thousand. That's still too loud. I'm pegging the meters, kids. What's going on with that, Dave? You want to turn yourself down? Take a little Xanax, maybe. Come on, buddy, turn it down. There we go. The podcast documentary that had a screening at Podfest. Well, they're actually doing their full fledged. You know, Kilk opened the doors and. We're doing our big, uh, what do you call it? Premiere. There we go. I was hoping that word would come in my mouth, my head. Oh, geez. What? Ah! Oh, and I know what you're thinking. Dave, where's Bernie? Uh, Bernie is 17. And I hate to say this, but I think Bernie has officially put his foot on the uh, the back nine. He's acting really weird uh, the last couple of weeks. Been very quiet uh, unless it's uh, breakfast time or dinner time. And uh, has not he? Although he did come in today, I was recording on another show, and he came in and gave me a good old fashioned. Mah! But uh, if you're looking for Bernie, Bernie's sleeping right now, which he does a lot of, 
And uh, I just thought I would throw that out there so that someday when I come on and go, yeah, he's gone to that big cat box in the sky. Hopefully not anytime soon, but he is starting to show his age just a smidge. (laughs) 